All right. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, first of all, we don't uh, have these all the time, but some uh, beautiful flowers on the stage today. Um, these are from the celebration of uh, Ron's life uh, this past week. And so uh, Nadine is back with us and our church family, and she could not wait to get here. And that makes my heart overflow. And so we will smile and remember. And we had a wonderful service this week and uh, it, was, uh, ah, it was fabulous. All right, so that's kind of what's going on there. And that is good news. And let me now fill you in on kind of what's going on next um, for the next three weeks, okay? We're gonna take some time uh, to kind of look at what makes our church our church, right? And a lot of times churches that are, that are very healthy and churches that are, are growing and are thriving, they will come back once a year to their core values. They will come back once a year to the things that matter to them and they will remind them. Some churches I've seen do this up to four times a year. They'll preach through a series and do this. That's a little much for me, all right? I'm a, I'm a stay in the Bible kind of guy. That's what you get here. But it is good for us to be reminded, to be um, renewed, to be restored, to be refreshed by these things, okay? So we will begin something this week that is very important to us, all right? And then listen closely because I need you to pass the next thing along, okay? If you are a guest with us, maybe you've been here a week, maybe today's your first day, maybe you've been here a couple of months. We do what is called Coffee and Covenant, and that is how you join our church. You don't have to come down here, shake my hand, get a card, vote. We vote on you later in the month. All right, we don't do that, all right? We have what's called Coffee and Covenant where I go, this is what we believe. This is what we require of you. This is what you're allowed to require of us. If you don't like it, awesome. If you love it and God's calling you here, sign on, right? That's how we do it, all right? And many of you have gone through that process. Well, if you are a visitor and if you are here both next week and the week after that, you will get the elongated version of that and you won't have, you won't have to come. Technically, we're going to do it full on in here. So anybody who's here both the next two weeks could become a member of our church without having to attend a Coffee and Covenant. Or the other option is take me and my wife out to dinner. We'll do it there, okay? We do that too. We do that too, all right? So very cool. Now, let me make one more disclaimer. We're going to run through one of my passions, okay? I am not passionate about big church. Would be happy to do big church, but I'm not passionate about big church, right? I'm not passionate about numbers. I'm not passionate about size. I'm obviously not passionate about modern, all right? I'm passionate about healthy, all right? Now, some of you know this, some of you do not know this, but I told Preston I was gonna make this disclaimer because when I came in today, he had the next slide up and I said, we're not, we're not, we're not doing that. That's not gonna be the, the first slide. But yes, there is a book, okay? Uh, some of you know this, some of you do not know this, but listen, I am not preaching this because there is a book, okay? There is a book because I believe in these things for our church family, for the first church that I planted and for every church out there. And I 
Treat it just like I treat you. I'm going to tell you what I believe is the truth. I can't force you to, to, to do it, right? You can lead a horse to water. You can't make them. I can tell you the truth as best as I know it. Swim, this might say swim. Maybe we need to have prayer time. All right. So there are 10 things, all right, that I need you to grasp. I really would love for you to, I don't think memorize is it. I would love for you to hold on to and to just know, all right? The next three weeks, when somebody asks you about the church, you, you don't have to talk about me and I don't want that. You don't have to talk about Cy uh, and, and, and I don't want that. These are the things, right? These are, are the things, all right? We want our church to be healthy. We want our, and, and I'm, two of these, I'm just gonna tap Right? Because over the next two weeks, some of the healthy church things are a part of our core values and I don't want to do them twice. All right? So I will just kind of touch them and move on. All right? So very quickly, as quickly as I can do it, all right? 10 things that make a healthy church. They are not exhaustive. There, there are more, but these are incredibly important. Side note. The opposite of healthy is what? Okay. Jesus says, I'm a little bit upset. This is a loose translation. I'm a little bit upset because you're neither hot, what? Nor cold. I wish you were either one or the other, all right? You're either healthy or you're unhealthy. People are like, no, 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 I'm semi-healthy. No, you're not as healthy as you can be. So there's room to grow, right? Right? No, no. We want health and health takes discipline. Health takes work. Health takes commitment. Health and you must be healthy as an individual and we must be healthy as a body, okay? The body of Christ each one of us individual members of the body, but we are bodies ourselves. Let me give you a great example of what I mean by this. I ask you, all right, Les Wood, I ask you, Steve G, I ask you, Riley Celine, all right, I ask you to give, right, as individuals, because that's what God calls us to do. But I have never said that we won't give too. And our church gives away at least 10% of what comes in outside the body. You'll hear more about that next week. But that's what I'm talking about. You must do it. We must do it. So if you, if you look at one of these things and you go, man, that's awesome. I'm glad my church feels that way. What you need to do is look in the mirror and go, do I feel that way? You understand? Because it's gotta be I and we, all right? Seatbelts, we're moving today, okay? Number one, savor scripture, okay? Savor, a healthy church is full of people who savor scripture. Notice I didn't say memorize. Notice I didn't even say study. I didn't say read. Savor, to savor is to, the definition is 
taste and enjoy deeply. That's what I'm talking about. A healthy church hungers and thirsts for the righteousness found in the word of God. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. We're not reading it like a map trying to get somewhere. We're not looking for instructions on how to live our life. We are becoming one with the Bible, which is the word of God. We are seeing it so that we can see Jesus, so that we can see God, okay? It's gotta be passion. It's gotta be yummy. It, you, wanna, you just wanna drink it. You can't wait to find it. it. It is alive for you. Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Like your body needs bread, your spirit needs the word. And, and when you get hunger pains because you haven't eaten, I want your soul to long for it. So, do I long for the word of God? Then how healthy is my spirit? Do we focus on the word of God? How healthy is our spirit? Everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught, through the test of time that over and over again only proves and reproves everything that Jesus said in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. A hopeless generation can find hope in the assurance of the truth of the scriptures. All scripture is God breathed and is useful. The revelation, useful. Leviticus, useful. For teaching, rebuking, correcting and training. Some of us are like, ooh, I, I, I'd love for the scripture to train me. That'd be awesome. I'd love for the scripture to teach me a little bit. It needs to stay off that rebuke stuff though. I ain't up for that. How healthy am I? How healthy are we? A healthy church is full of people who hunger and thirst for the scripture. Number two, a healthy church wants to pursue Jesus, all right? Well, yeah, mm, hear me. I know that one sounds obvious to, to, to our ears. I know that it seems obvious to our eyes, but when we get up in the morning or when we get here, get here in the room and certain songs come on and then your heart goes, oh yeah. You have to ask yourself what it is you're pursuing. What it is that brings you joy in the house of the Lord, right? You have to ask yourself, if I see this individual, does my worship experience go down? If I hear this message, does my worship experience go up? 
Am I in this room to look Jesus in the eyes or am I hoping that I love the music and Craig preaches a message that I want to hear? Yes. <laughs> that one. All right. Which one is it? Are we passionately pursuing Jesus or are we pursuing a good life? Man, there's been a lot of that, hadn't there? Why do you go to church? I just want to be a good person. No. And, and, and I will never ask you to be a good person. It's not the goal. It shouldn't be a goal. I would hope that you would become a righteous person as you pursue Jesus. Because if you're chasing him, I promise where he's heading is holy and righteous. And I hope that you will go there. I will ask the Father and he will give you an advocate and be with you forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Listen, God sent Jesus in the scriptures, in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to fulfill, become all that the scripture wants us to be. All right. He also said, I'm not leaving you alone. I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. That's the prize. We're still chasing Jesus and I'm sending you a guide. <laughs> I'm sending the Christ whisperer, not the horse whisperer, the Christ whisperer. I'm sending you someone who will gently tug and pull on your heart toward Jesus, I want to be clear. We're not chasing Baptist. We're not chasing goodness. We're not chasing community. All of those things are good. But we, a healthy church, is chasing Jesus. That is the singular focus, okay? Him. I am the way and the truth and the life, no one gets to God except through me. So we're gonna, we're, we're gonna chase that particular tunnel, that, that light, that bread, all right? I know this seems irrelevant, but it is absolutely not. The healthiest of churches practice the ordinances of scripture. In fact, if you take all of scripture wrapped up together and ask yourself what it is that makes a church, okay? It is not the gathering of people. Although the people are the church, that's a church building, we are the church. But what makes a church is simply this. Baptism, ordinance 1, communion, ordinance 2, and the third thing is the right teaching of scripture. That is what makes a church. Listen to me. You can go to a building where they sing songs on Sunday and people talk about what you should sexually do or not do. They could talk about what you should financially do or not do. They could talk about what you should do with your business or not do with your business. And they are no different than a rotary club. Go to Kiwanis for that. In church, it involves the right, righteous teaching of scripture. Well, Craig, what if your way is different from another way? Do you want their way? 
if you believe their way is right and, and, and that I am leading you wrong, don't, don't be here. That's not good for any of us, all right? Come to me. Let's search the scriptures ourselves. Let's drink and eat of the scriptures together and let's figure out if what we believe here matches what we believe here. One of the biggest things that I have always said and will continue to say is, I need what I say to match Genesis 1 and Revelation 23 and it needs to stand the test of every book in the middle, right? I'm not picking out a scripture and going, I think it ought to be this way. Treat elders with respect. That's our theme verse. No, there's a lot more that we got to do, right? We don't pull things out because of how we feel. Does it match the whole thing? Does it match the person of Jesus Christ? That's what we want. When you practice the ordinances, listen, you celebrate what only God can do in and through you. Or don't you know that all of us were baptized into Christ Jesus and we were baptized into his death. We therefore buried with him through baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of God the Father, we too might have life. Our baptism is symbolic of the celebration of what happened in the life of Jesus and in our lives. Behold, the old is gone, the new has come, dead to our sins, alive in and only through the blood of Jesus Christ. In him, you were circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried in him, with him in baptism, in which you were also raised in him through faith. It's all about Jesus. And we celebrate that in baptism. And whenever you eat the bread and drink the cup, proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The last time he was with his disciples in a room, take this bread, take this cup, do this and, and this word is key, what? Remember me. Communion refocuses the believer's heart and soul. It should pull the, the, the drawings and the, the curtailings of this world. It should, it should pull your spirit away from all of that and back into communion with the spirit of God. Okay? A healthy church practices communion. Chasing holiness, okay? We pursue Jesus, but we chase holiness. And the question here is, what is holiness? All right? I am set apart for something different. The definition of holiness is set apart for something different. I am not trying to fit in. I am not trying to be liked. 
I am not trying to make friends. Hopefully it's a byproduct of my pursuit of Jesus and my holiness. But Jesus says, the world will reject you. They did me. But just as he called, but just as he who called you is holy, set apart for a very specific work, so be holy in all that you do. It is written, be holy as I am holy. I can't stress this enough. The healthiest of churches are so intent and so focused on Jesus and so intent and so focused on the life that God has called them to live, to be set apart for his goodness and for his purposes, all right? For knowing the plans he has for us that will prosper us and not harm us, bring us hope and a future. We are so intent on that, that the things of this world don't even draw our, we have spiritual blinders on. The healthiest of churches are chasing holiness, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the presence of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. God picked you. Wait, wait, wait. There are people in this room who do not believe what I just said. So I want to say it again. And I'm going to say it very firmly. God picked you. The Lord hears when you call. If you call. If you cry out, he will respond. A healthy church chases holiness. Okay. This is the fun one. All right. When the book went out, this is the one that the the good Baptists struggle through, right? This is the one that 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 the the, the deep conservatives say, mm, not too sure about. Okay. This is the wrestling match of the spiritual life. Can I get an amen? Anybody who knows what's coming knows. This right here is where we're, (laughs) what I am trying to drop into you guys in the hopes that later on down the road, you'll be able to wrestle this out for yourselves, okay? When the hard questions come, and I get the temptations come, you will know This is sinful. This is not sinful. This is good for me. This is not good for me. This is holy. This is not holy. I've stepped across the line. I need to repent and move backwards. This is all of the, if those things were a circle, we know these are really bad. We know these are okay. Um, I don't know about these in this circle. When you land in the circle, how do we know? That's what this chapter is all about. The healthiest of churches practice responsible freedom. And here's what that means. Their salvation in Christ doesn't give them a license to do whatever they want because God's grace is sufficient. And because I am a believer, there are 375 rules I need to follow, plus every rule my grandmother said, plus every rule my grandfather said, plus every rule the Pharisee said. And if I don't follow those, I'm going to hell. Neither one of those are true. The law, yes, is covered by the blood of Jesus, but that doesn't make the Ten Commandments wrong. 
The Ten Commandments don't give us rules to, to keep us from doing fun things. They allow us to live together as the body of Christ in harmony. They also teach us how to be more like Jesus. Responsible freedom is incredibly hard. The line between legalism and license is incredibly hard. It is taught over time. There are things that we grew up believing were incredibly wrong if you grew up in church, right? Okay? I grew up believing, true story, I grew up believing that I should not, and gosh, guys, don't, nobody, I'm not condemning anyone, you just need to let me do this. Thou shalt not smoke. I, I was sure, I was sure that God said that. 100% certain God said that, okay? God did not say that. Now, before this goes any further and before the internet freaks out, I didn't just say thou shalt smoke either. All I said was, it does not say in the Bible, thou shalt not smoke, okay? Now, legalism would jump on that and say, wait, 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 Craig, but here's what it says. It says the body is a temple, okay? And the body is a temple, therefore you should not take that into, okay, stop eating salt and shut up. Do not bring that argument into my house. Do not pervert the scripture to make your children, your children's children believe that Jesus said don't smoke. Teach them not to smoke because it's bad for their lungs, but don't blame it on Jesus. You understand me? And there's a lot of things like that. And also, do not use an argument on something you're not willing to use on something else. Let me give you the Baptist's favorite. Thou shalt not drink wine, but eat as much as you want. Well, Craig, you cannot come down on gluttony because that hurts fat people. Well, don't come out on alcoholism. That hurts drunk people. Both of them sinners. What, did you just say that? Well, of course I said it. It's in the Bible. Do you know where responsible freedom gets its girth, gets its strength? In the Bible. And those who savor the scripture, not what their grandmother told them the scripture was, know this. I had to come to find it and I'm still learning to find it. And guess what? Some places in the middle are hard. They're difficult. Listen, I want to be clear. The scripture, and this is gonna come in the next couple of weeks, is sufficient, not exhaustive. If it were exhaustive to every situation in every person's life, in every married couple's life, in every teenager's life, in every country, on every nation, if it were exhaustive, it would be thicker than, it would be wider than this building. And it still wouldn't get it all. Hence the reason for the Holy Spirit. Well, I don't like the way he makes me feel. I promise it has nothing to do with him. The healthiest of churches practice responsible freedom. They do not ever look around and go, 
Don't worry about it. You keep your eyes on you. I'll keep my eyes on me. I'm allowed to do this because God's grace is enough. Oh, we're living in that political culture now. God is love, so just love everyone because God is love, just love everyone. That's what he does. Love does not say whatever you want, you can have. No, it never has and it never will. For certain individuals, we don't read from Jude very much. Just saying. For certain individuals whose condemnation whose condemnation was written about a long ago. All right, do you get what just happened here? There's bad people in the world, and I can tell you about them before they even get here, but they're going to make the wrong choices. Their condemnation was written about long ago. It's already presupposed. Have secretly slipped among you. Uh-oh. Sweet talker. A righteous walker. A person who looks covered in the blood, but is lost. They are ungodly who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality. Come on. They pervert the grace of our God as a license for immorality. Did Jesus not call our culture right now? Did Jude not lay it out for us back when this was written thousands and thousands of years ago? We're not, go a healthy church says, no, no. Christ, our only sovereign Lord. But he also says no to this. And this was written to the preachers and the religious leaders and the legal council of the day. This was written to the pastor, the elders and the deacons. Listen to this. Woe to you, you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish. But inside there is greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and then the outside will also be clean. Woe to you, Pharisees and teachers, you whitewashed tombs. You look beautiful on the outside, but inside you're full of bones and dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of wickedness and hypocrisy. It doesn't matter how many rules you follow. If your heart's dead, your heart's dead. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. Doesn't matter how many rules you follow. No Jesus, no life. Be careful with license and the love and grace of God. Be careful with lenience and with legalism. All right? The healthiest of churches know right where that is. Well, Craig, that's hard. Yes, that's why we need the Holy Spirit. Joyful community. This one's easy. Don't come to church and be a poo head. The healthiest churches are poo head free, not sinner free. Recognizing we're all sinners is how churches get healthy. Because when we know we're sinners, we know we need God. And we know we need God and we confess we need God. When we confess we need God, we repent to be before God. When we repent before God, we become made new. All of that has to happen. But if you come into the parking lot and you see someone that you don't like, open their car door and your attitude goes south and your words go south, get back in your car and go home. Well, Craig, that's not right. I need Jesus. We all need Jesus, but you need an attitude check. 
joyful community is what God intended. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, if you come to the altar to pray, if you come to the altar to bring your tithe, if you come to the altar to bring a gift, if you come to the altar for any reason to celebrate who God is, and you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, you had a fight with your daughter, you had a fight with your mommy, you had a fight with another church member, leave your gift there. Don't put it in a box. Don't take it with you. Leave it, leave it, drop it. Leave the sanctuary, drive to where they are, reconcile with them, then come back and give your gift. Mm, You know, Craig, I've been going to church for 30, 40, 50 years and I have never, ever seen that happen. That's why churches are dying. That's why we have all of these empty spaces in here. Well, Craig, we're a healthy church. No, we're not. We're healthier. We're not yet healthy. We got a lot of cleaning up to do. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily. Psalm, rejoice in the Lord always. Be glad, you righteous sing, all who are upright in spirit, all the way through the song. Sing with joy, sing with gladness. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. We want to be a congregation full of joyful people singing joyful songs with a joyful face. I am not kicking you out if you're having a bad day. That's a different deal. I'm kicking you out if you have a bad attitude and I'm not banning you. I'm saying, um, take your negativity outside. And if you, if you need me to come outside, ask. Did you hear that? Take your negativity outside. But if you need me to come out, ask. No problem. Me and my joy will come out and meet you. Do you know what joy does to poo heads? It irritates the stink out of them. (laughs) But I have a question. Would you rather have a smile on your face and let your joy irritate poo heads? Or would you rather be a poo head? And if you answered poo head, there's two doors. I'll meet you outside. Oh, my wife just said three. <laughs> That's an amen if I ever heard one. Hey, you don't want to talk about this, but this is easy. And this is, these, these next three are the reason churches are, are dropping and declining. These are, the, these are the anti mind your own business stuff. This is where people are going to decide. I told you if you were here the next two weeks, you you could decide if you want to be a part of our church. Well, that starts about one one verse ago, okay? (laughs) Somebody laughed, but it did, all right? Healthy churches engage sin. Well, it's not my place. If you are part of the body of Christ and the family of God, it is yours. If the eye sees the finger bleeding and it doesn't register that to the brain, and the finger continues to bleed, you die. The eye needs to tell the brain, the brain needs to tell the finger, the hand, the hand needs to close around the finger. That saves the body. This is what happens when somebody in the body is full of sin. That sin affects a daughter, a daughter affects a friend, a friend affects another mom, and pretty soon the cancer of sin is in the whole church. A healthy church engages sin. 
Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves or you may too be tempted. Carry each other's burdens in this, in this way. You will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves without comparing themselves woo, to anyone else. I've got to quit compa- I've had to quit comparing myself to anybody but me. I'm upset when I'm not better tomorrow than I was yesterday. I'm upset when I'm not healthier tomorrow than I was yesterday. I- I'm straight up truth. I-, 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 I lost my PCP during COVID, right? Liked him a lot. And because of COVID, I hadn't found another one. And then a change of insurance meant I had to find another one. So I hadn't seen anybody for a while. Now, listen to me. I feel and I am working to be healthier than I've been in 15 years. I'm pretty darn close. My wife will tell you, not 15, but for the last 10, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there. So this week, I'm sitting with my new PCP, young guy. I was just meeting him, thought, of, you know, I, I'm gonna like this guy. He was, he was cordial, he was kind. Yeah, I know he's a believer because he was trying to refer me to other believers when he found out I was a pastor. It was, it was just a great conversation. And I was like, man, I think things are good, but, you know, run the blood work because I had some high cholesterol in the past, took some medicine, got off the medicine, was able to keep it stable. So he ran it. It wasn't high. It was extra high. I'm not happy. Not because I'm not doing the work, but because there are new works, different works, more focused works that I need to do, right? Same with your soul. Maybe you're better but there's work to be done. And that work to be done sometimes cannot be seen by us. Sometimes you gotta get poked and let some professional let you know that something's wrong. That needs to happen in the body. Hey, you treated that person poorly. Apologize and fix it. Hey, you're not doing what you need to do. Hey, this is happening in your life because you're not doing this. That is a healthy church. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death. We want to be in the death-saving business, amen? This is the other hard part, and this one won't take very long because it flows right off of the last one. Everybody's job is to try to keep themselves on the path of righteousness and not say I'm above you or below you, but say I'm worried about you. Totally different thing, right? Well, don't judge me, I'm not judging you. I'm saying, hey, look, that path ends in destruction. Come down this path, don't come down this path. I don't care, but at least I told you, right? Totally different thing. I don't think there's a church out there that I have been a part of. I interviewed pastors, I talked to people, none of them had seen church discipline played out all the way. Do you know why church discipline doesn't get played out all the way? (laughs) Number one, leaders are scared to death. Leaders are scared to death. Well, I'm not going after the money guy. 
I'm not going after the elder guy. I'm not going after that guy's wife. I'm scared. I let him let him go. Right? They're scared. That's number one. Number two, people get ticked. Hey, I need to sit down with you. Okay, I'll sit down with you. Hey. You've been talking to a girl and going out with a girl and that's not your wife. Well, that's none of your business. No, no, no. It's all my business. 100% my business the day you signed the covenant. We're going to fix it. We're going to take care of it. Hey, hey, hey. I noticed that for the past two years, you've been here. You got 27 children. You're putting them in children's ministry and you haven't washed a toilet, uh, watched a kid, served in youth. In fact, you haven't served one day in three years. We're going to fix that. No, we're not. You serve me. Have a nice day. Well, you're kicking me out? No, you're choosing to walk away. But you just said, have a nice day. Yes, because when you came on, I said you were gonna tithe, you were gonna serve, and you were gonna show up. I was clear. I don't know what you want from me. But here's what happens next. We haven't seen church discipline because leaders are afraid. We haven't seen church discipline because people run. You ready for this? And we haven't seen church discipline because people don't get restored. You know what I believe? I believe if that person instead says, okay, I'm going to dig in. Put me on the team. And then they show up. I'm going to give. And the checks come, whether they believe they have it or not. I'm going to be around. I'm going to stop seeing that woman. No problem. Can I serve again? Yeah. Let's give it three months. Let's give it two months. Let's give it six months. Let's see how this plays out. And then absolutely, absolutely, you can go through a divorce and then be 10 years into your pastorate because God restores. That's what God does. God doesn't discipline and leave you laying on the floor crying. He says, confess, repent, and now come be all I made you to be. That's a healthy church. This one's simple, people. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly reaps sparingly, whoever sows generously reaps generously. Those who give a lot of themselves, of their money, of their time, get a lot from the Lord. Those who don't, don't. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart, not reluctantly. God loves a cheerful giver. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, you will have all you need and you will abound in every good worth. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things in your hands and strength and power and exalt to give strength to all. That is God, by the way. Now, our God, we give thanks and praise to your glorious name. Who I am, but who I am and who are my people, who am I and who are my people, that we should be able to give as generously as this. Everything comes from you. And we have given you only what comes from your hand. Here's, here's what a healthy church person looks like. That's it. That's this one right here. Healthy, unhealthy. Healthy, unhealthy. God, all of it is yours. You can reach down and take whatever you want when you want it. Unhealthy. I'll decide out of everything that you've given me what you can have and what you can't. Healthy, unhealthy. Healthy, unhealthy. Any questions? Okay. Live missionally. We're going to hit this one next week. The scripture, the word will be hit hard next week. 
and mission will be hit hard next week. But here's what this means. Once you are part of the body of Christ, everything you do is not about you, but it is about others. The mission of Jesus is simple. Go ye, not sit ye. The mission of Jesus is simple. Make disciples, not converts. It's a long-term, hard, messy mission. But that's what makes a healthy church. One more time. A healthy church is full of people who savor scripture. A healthy church is full of people who pursue Jesus. A healthy church is full of people who practice the ordinances, who chase holiness, who live responsibly in their Christian freedom, who have a joyful community, who engage sin, who discipline discerningly, who are open-handed, and who live missionally. That's the kind of church that we want to be. And that's the kind of church that we want you to be a part of, involved in. Not watch, not a fan, in the game. Let's pray. God, you are good and we are thankful. Help us to seek your scripture to find out uh, the truths behind what is said today. That we have nothing that man created, nothing that man provided, but that, that all of this might come from your scripture and then might bring people in. Uh, uh, looking for a place where we can become more, we can become greater, we can do greater things that you have planned for us than we could ever ask for or imagine. And we pray these things in Jesus' name and amen.